Hello, this is John Harrigan with the Secret to Immortality podcast, where we show you how to live your best life and be all you can be. We suggest that we're born to live forever, happy, joyous, and free. But the reason we don't live forever, happily, is the consequence of how we're creating ourselves and the world. In the last episode, we talked about spiritual masters. I shared some of my history from really the age of six getting into the secret to immortality practice and who my mentors were. And more importantly, we got into um, what is eternal life. Well, we suggest you're in it right now and you're aware of it. It's the timeless you in the here and now. So in the here and now, and this may sound odd, there is no time. We suggest there's only the time we create in our minds, the past and the future. Thinking uh, makes time seem real. When we get away from thinking into mindfulness, and the first part of three parts of The Secret to Immortality is mindfulness for immortality, when we get into mindfulness, we simply start to experience the moment of now. And the moment of now doesn't really have any time to it. It's not like, well, wow, how can it be timeless? It's because it's always been timeless. And it's where you are right now with your own consciousness. But with the secret to immortality, with mindfulness for immortality, we teach you how to focus a little bit more into who you really are, your, the ease of who you are, the happiness of who you are, the joy of who you are, it's always there and it's always ready to be experienced as really more of yourself, more who you really are. And that's part of what we teach at immortalnow.com. But picking up from the last uh, podcast episode, we're getting into how important it is to think for ourselves and to question and to experiment. The secret to immortality is not a religion and doesn't really encourage religious activities. I shared that I grew up going to an Episcopal church. I still do. I've always had a very strong God-conscious experience, but if I grew up in on another continent, I am sure I'd call it something else. That's the way cultures go. We're just talking last episode about, please don't follow somebody else and believe what they tell you to believe and do what they tell you to do um, when it's not you, when it doesn't bring you to bliss, happiness, and peace. I suggest that um, in the life of Jesus before people were sharing the story, before they were writing it down about 300 years after his birth, I suggest that Jesus, I think, was teaching the secret to immortality, that we create death by killing other people and things, that we create death and harm. Um, in the world, we create nature mistreating us because nature is only reflecting the information, the emotion, the consciousness that we give it. We're creating it all. And if there's any value, let's say in the stories of Adam and Eve in that Garden of Eden, I'd suggest to you not to believe in these stories, but if they're there and you're reading them, think about them from the perspective of 
I think even Jesus and certainly what I'm teaching here, what we're teaching here at The Secret to Immortality is we're living in the Garden of Eden. We're living here right now. And how we behave and how we act programs and tells this beautiful garden how to behave. So when we're killing, harming each other, even insulting lightly or strongly members of our own family and friends, we're instructing this reality to be a harsh, difficult and unforgiving place until we're forgiving and compassionate. Uh, nature around us can't be that way, nor can other people that we're influencing. Compassion, love, and bliss. You know, why live that way? Well, it's it's kind of impossible <laughs> to be perfectly compassionate, perfectly forgiving, and perfectly blissful. But as we get closer and closer to our eternal core, our eternal self, it just happens. We don't have to keep working at it so hard. But I still do. I mean, my mind will get distracted for certain, and I have to bring it back to the moment. Compassion, forgiveness, love, it's all here as who you really are. You're not changing from a bad person, from a wrong person. It's just with the secret to immortality, we move mindfully and deliberately toward our core, our eternal self of happiness and bliss. Back to Jesus. Why talk about Jesus? I don't do it a lot, but I mean, I do go to church every week at a church I like. I I don't feel I have to believe things that other people are believing. I participate in the God of the moment. And I've found that prayers can be very powerful, just pulling us into the God of the here and now, the consciousness of the here and now, which is your consciousness, number one, that you share with everyone, everything else, beautiful and good. But let's say, in, and I don't quote the Bible, but I found this passage and I liked it. In John 5.24, in the New Testament, Jesus is reported to have said, quote, Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but is crossed over from death to life. End of quote. Well, Jesus didn't say, well, you've crossed over from death to life, but you still have to die and suffer, and so does everybody you know and everybody in your family. No, I don't think so. I think the real Jesus was offering an immediate cure. And what is that immediate cure? It's changing how you behave in the world physically. It's changing your thoughts and your emotions. You may say, well, that's impossible, and I'll tell you, it's absolutely not. It's not that difficult. Just go to our website, immortalnow.com, and we take you through all of how to make this happen. Jesus said, whoever hears my word, what is his word? Well, what he's talking about. If he had a podcast, whoever hears my, listens to my podcast and believes he who has sent me, whoever listens to my podcast and thinks that uh, there may be some value in what I'm talking to you. Whoever listens to my podcast and thinks that there may be some value in what you're hearing, you believe there's value in this, well, if you do that, if you follow what I'm teaching in my podcast, Jesus might have said, you have eternal life. So I'm teaching you that the real you is eternal, here and now, right now, and there's no death in the real you. And I'm teaching you how to undo the death in your mind, in your body, suggesting that a healthy body has no death. 
that's the ideal. And I'm suggesting to you, that's what Jesus was, I don't know, I didn't talk to him. That's probably what he was talking about before his message got a little twisted around, maybe not even on purpose always, by people who were writing it and rewriting it. Whoever hears my podcast and thinks there's value and maybe some truth in what I'm saying, whoever does this will have eternal life and not be judged. And I think, you know, what what we're taught even in Christianity is we have to practice these things on a daily basis for them to take place. For for us to have eternal life and not what does not be judged, it just means we're pulled out of the harsh reactive nature of life as we've made it right now. And how do we escape this this hellacious and dangerous creation that we have formed? We just do that by getting into our soul, getting into the soul of existence, which is joyous, happy, free, loving, forgiving, and kind when you experience it. So finishing up this quote, Jesus said, whoever hears my word, I would say today, whoever hears my podcast, and believes that there's value in what I'm saying, it might possibly be true, and lives according to the suggestions I'm giving you on being a nice guy instead of, a, instead of an asshole, who believes him who sent me and starts acting this way, believing this way, has eternal life. I suggest Jesus the Master was not suggesting magical thinking. If you say these words, kazam, you'll be, have eternal life. Not at all. Yeah, and today, a lot of churches think, if you say this, say, Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, well, you know, maybe that's the first step for those people, but it's not like magically, kazam, you may have a, a heavy-duty, burning bush God experience, but I suggest to you, as I've had many of those, there's a whole lot of work to do after those burning bush experiences. You aren't magically saved. You still have a lot of you you need to process through and work through. And everything difficult and calamitous in your life and in my life is an opportunity to get closer to that core of you. If life gets to be impossible for you and you think, gosh, there's no hope. I'm at a dead end. Lucky you. Because only then can we really find ourselves when we give up the idea of something somehow in this world will save me. When you get to the point, and often through ill health or accident, when you get to the point, this is what happened to me in my teen years. I was badly injured, um, a bad drug experience, too much strychnine, <laughs> and amphetamine. I was told, do you have a problem with that, John? I did. I think I'm, I have brain damage for life. And I really kind of did, and I really have to still work on it, uh, keeping my nervous system strong and healthy. But that dilemma, that hardship and the pain of what happened to me and what may have happened to you, that's a gift because it forces up, it forces us to dig deeper and find something that isn't so available on the planet. But it really is available on the planet. It's here. It's lots of other spiritual teachers are great teachers and, and it is in, in good churches and, um, it is in mindfulness classes, but with the secret to immortality, we're taking a, a step beyond all that. We're sort of trying to get back to what Jesus, the person, was actually teaching, and not a Santa Claus God or a Santa Claus religion. Where if I say this or that, I'm, I'm and have a wonderful God experience, well, poof, you know, I, I'm on the side of the victors, and um, all the all the other people are going to hell. What a 
<laughs> what a sociopathic way of thinking that you have suddenly joined the good people and all those other bad people are going to hell. I would say whatever God experience you're having is missing a really huge and important part. Forgiveness applies to everyone. I would say that's the message of Jesus. It's a message of Buddha. It's the message of any decent spiritual practice that has lasted in time. God doesn't uh, give anyone permission to kill. As soon as you kill someone, as soon as you smite or destroy someone, you have done that to yourself. And there's no way out of that except what? Looking at the wrong you've done and having some remorse and walking forward and doing the right thing. And that's what we do with the secret to immortality. Three parts. One, mindfulness for immortality, which is all of what I'm telling you about now. Two, Qigong for lasting life. And three, coaching for immortality or immortality coaching. So what could that quote, I'll say it once more, from John 5.24, whoever hears my word and believes in him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. With the secret to immortality, I think there's something very real, the person Jesus was teaching for everyone, um, we can all cross over from this death-creating lifestyle to eternal life in the moment. And it happens with a very difficult lifestyle, which means forgiving everything and everyone, which means going through the hardships and the harms and the injuries that have been done to you and finding a way to forgive and let go of those. That is the only way we can heal. And that's the therapeutic process with whatever therapist you may have gone to. It is a therapeutic process. We look at how we've been harmed and we let it heal, and we let it go, and we sort of uncrinkle to the person that we really are, suggesting to you that everything you want to become and be is already there in you at your core as who you really are, the Hindu self, the yogi self. What could this mean in a non-religious context, the quote of Jesus? Who sent me has eternal life. Who whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. It means Jesus was doing something and trying to say to people, hey, y'all, listen to me, follow me, do this stuff, and you won't have to suffer so horribly in this present lifetime. And if you follow me and do this life of compassion, good, and love, and find your core and, and look at my core, you'll not be judged. There's no more hate in you. That's processed out of you. Because as you move and live towards eternal life in the here and now, you've crossed over from death to life. End of quote. What could this mean in a non-religious context? What could have been the original teaching of comments of Jesus? I think probably everything that I'm teaching, you know, I learned a lot of what I teach in church. I mean, I left out a lot of the egoistic human additions to the life and message of Jesus. Of Jesus, I find Buddhism lovely and perfect. I find 
a lot of yoga masters teaching something wonderful and good. Um, I find my mentor of 27 years who really just focuses on no beliefs and no ideas, just the here and now doing of Qigong for immortality, he doesn't really encourage us to think much. We just go to class and do Qigong. And that, I suggest, is the best. And that's what work works. Jesus suggests radical love. And if you hate, if you can't stand Christianity, well, you surely have a very good um, reason for that. And I'm not really encouraging any religion at all right now. I'm just saying back to the the person of Jesus, at least, uh, he was encouraging a radical love that even extends to our enemies. And I would say extends foremost to our enemies, foremost to people that have hurt us most, because that's where we're the most deeply injured, and that's where we really need to heal. So we let our love awaken and do that healing, but we do it together with other people. If we are to have lasting life, we must rule our lives and behavior with love, forgiveness, and grace. And I suggest that's the message of anyone talking about immortality. And you have uh, certain teachers of Kabbalah and Judaism um, and certain teachers of even yoga and absolutely Taoist in the Wudong Mountains. They're teaching this exact thing that I'm teaching you. Now, I'm not teaching you what they taught me. Nobody taught me anything. I just have my background and have discovered this immortal reality of the present moment, and I'm teaching what I experience. And I suggest don't believe in me, the person. I'm really, and the secret to immortality is really just leading you to the eternal you and the lovely, wondrous, immortal you of this moment will teach you and give you all the information you need to have. But I suggest we don't need much information. If you're forgiving people, if you're acting with love and kindness and forgiveness and grace, you're not getting yourself into trouble and you're not having to forgive anyone. Really, perhaps the Ten Commandments are about all we need. And maybe one commandment is all we need. Thou shall not kill. I think another commandment is don't steal, you know, and don't covet someone's wife, whatever. Don't cheat on your wife or husband. It's all the same thing. Don't hurt people in any way, shape, or form. Because when you do that, you can't have the real compassionate, immediate, immortal you alive and well in the world. That's all for this podcast episode. You are immortal now. Mm-hmm.